This is a show about getting spooked for fun, and neither one of the hosts are associated with the attractions discussed in any way, except for those skeletons in Devin's closet. Some topics may go from ghoulish to ghastly, so viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to The Great American Scream. Hey Adam, I know we're supposed to do a whole recap episode here, but I and I knew you saw you, you had to have seen this coming. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to hijack the show for okay. uh, a very important thesis statement for this uh, podcast, not just now, but for all time. And I'm very excited to share it with you. Here's my thesis: Universal is just wet and fire. Disney, change my mind, please. I can't because I got wet on I think almost everything that we went on. <laughs> we went on. We went on Kong and Spider-Man and various other, I would say, land-based properties <laughs> that are not mostly water-based attractions. Not associated with every, the ocean. At, in any way, or honestly, to the fires of hell. And yet, in all scenarios, we both got sprayed with an inordinate amount of water. This was not, this was not a mist. This was a finger held over a hose and somebody like It's like you know when you know sec. when they water the vegetables at the grocery store? That's the amount of yeah. water that it was. Right. You know how when you watch the mist go off on the vegetables yeah. you stay there for a few minutes to see it and it's very exciting and it goes on for longer than you would think. Yeah. Cuz you you and I layman people in the world of vegetable watering would think just a little spritz. But those things stay on for a solid five seconds. Yeah. And that's what Kong did when he spit on me, I think was the <laughs> fiction of the ride. I'm uh, not sure. sure. Yeah. I feel like I got I the most, I mean, of the non-water-based rides, the most wet on Spider-Man. Because to be clear, to be clear, the most wet we got was on Popeyes. Popeyes was like taking a shower. It was. One, it was a shower. <laughs> I What I like about... Popeyes is that most uh, kind of rapid style rides, which are probably my favorite kind of water ride, it's meant to be a lottery. This is meant to be the gotcha <laughs> game of water rides where you don't know whether you're going to pull a, oh, my feet are going to get wet, just my butt. Oh, I'm going to get sprayed by one thing. That's what these rides usually are. Kali River Rapids, you mm-hmm. can walk off that without, without a drop on you, bone dry like a desert. Popeye says no. Popeye says no. You're going to get wet on you this ride. All, and I hope you enjoy. Every single one of you will get wet. Olive oil's going to spit on you. That you one's did. not even a joke. That's not even that a joke. That one's not even a joke. The Kong one was a joke, and this one is not. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, since we have a lot to get to, uh, I can't change your mind on uh, it being wet Disney. Correct. If you can, tweet at us using the hashtag TGAS. Yes. Uh, but uh, we are back. We did it. We just got back from a fantastic weekend at Universal Orlando, and most importantly, from Halloween Horror Nights 30. Woohoo! We Woo. did it. Yeah, if you're just if you're just joining us, this is a horror podcast yeah, yeah, about yeah, yeah. culture and horror history and how it it and also the patrons, the kind patrons, paid for part of our trip down to Universal Orlando for Halloween Horror Nights 30. You might have come in, come, you might have arrived here. At this podcast, thinking that it is mostly a roller coaster slash attraction experience, that is incorrect. I did ride a roller coaster, though. Adam rode a whole dang roller coaster. I rode a whole roller coaster, guys, and I didn't want to, and I did it anyway. Um, But anyhow, yeah, we'll talk about the event. Like we had a blast the whole weekend, especially the event. There wasn't a dull moment. I was totally blown out of the water by this year's event. I can't wait to share our thoughts with you. a couple of non-Halloween Horror Nights related things just about the weekend we just had first. Uh, thank you again to to Ezra, Ezra Fisher and to my friend Kayla Coppinger for tagging along with us, helping us get some really awesome footage uh, and just chilling with us for the weekend. Uh, we had a ball. Um, and despite massive crowds and a holiday weekend, one of the busiest weekends of the my year, God. we got a lot done this weekend. Uh, we got more done than you would expect to on like a dead day. Yeah. Um, I got to ride Hagrid's for the first time, and it really did slap. I did not want to get on it, and I almost didn't, but no, I had a lot not. of fun on it. Um, uh, Adam did this fun thing where he said, uh, you know, when when we get on the ride, I'll be fine once I'm strapped in, which we both knew was a little lie that he yeah. was telling everyone. 
Uh, and so I turned around. I was on the back car of the train before him, and he was in the front. And I turned back to him, and I went, yeah, Woo, you did it. And he goes, I hate you so much. I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> but I was having so fun, fun by the end of it. Um, yes. I, it's not that I was fine when I got in. It's that I was captive. I couldn't leave. Right. It's the point of no return. Yeah. Uh, I also got to ride Velocicoaster, which possibly is my favorite roller coaster ever. Yeah. That, uh, which that is saying crazy. something because I've ridden all of them. We yeah. also rode The Mummy. Of because of course we did. Duh. Brendan was still there. You know there. they're he refurbing that? Yeah, it's going down for like a six-month refurb. A six-month refurb makes me think that it's mostly a maintenance thing and that we're going right. to perhaps come back to a smoother ride and better graphics, which is exciting. Ah. Uh, and maybe the fire effects back in the first room, but we'll see. Um, we also saw the best iteration of the, the Universal Horror Makeup Show I've ever seen, which if there was more history about that show, we would do an episode on it. But, you know, it's oh, kind absolutely. of been the same since it opened up. So there's not a lot to say about it. But that's a fantastic show. Don't skip that when you're at uh, Universal. It is great. No way. I want to shout out. I know it's it's taboo and Universal is going to kill me. But uh, Summer Aiello and Robin Kelly are the current people doing Halloween Horror Nights. At least that show was them. Uh, the Horror Makeup oh, Show. Oh, my God. Yeah, we saw so their good. show. They are so good. They are hilarious. Oh, my yeah. God. They did awesome. Don't skip the horror makeup show. Uh, they're the only people that love Jack Pierce more than we do. Uh, we had a lovely stay at Cabana Bay. Wish we could have stayed longer. But alas, pool was great. Uh, but speaking of Cabana Bay, that's where I want to start off kind of our wrap up. Okay. Um, yep. Because this is the first thing that we did, uh, like Halloween Horror Nights related, was the jacked up experience at Cabana Bay. Um, so yeah. th- this like experience, it's open from t- uh, two to 10 each night of the event is on. So we went on Friday night when we got there. Um, you have to be staying at a universal Orlando resort to experience it. So you just have to have your room key. Yeah. Um, not Cabana Bay, but not yeah. Cabana Bay specifically. Any, any of the universal. resorts. I thought it was originally just Cabana Bay, but apparently it's any of the resorts. It's just easier to get to yeah. if you're already in Cabana Bay. Um, I liked this a lot. It was cute. It wasn't like a house or anything. It was very cute. Yeah, it was a fun little walkthrough that took a look at a little bit of Jack's history and some cool props from like past houses and Jack's lore, like his Jack in the Box was there. And most importantly, like the whole thing was the human blender, which you get to take a picture in and you get to press a big button that makes fog and blender noises. And I always like to press buttons that make fog happen. That's great. I I also, I pressed two buttons in that experience. One was the human blender and the other one was... it was just basically a pull my finger joke, but it was a button that says, please do not press. And when you pressed it, this picture of Jack lit up and spooked us all. Yeah. And I had to do it. Yeah, you did it. You're very brave. You're a brave boy. Um, Thank you. And uh, after that, you got a special video message from Jack and then another photo op. Uh, it was not a huge hit for me. It was cute. Uh, mostly, it was mostly just for the photo op and was pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, big, like, Jack super fans will really enjoy it. I wouldn't call it, like, a must-see, like, if you're not staying at Cabana Bay, you don't have to go to Cabana Bay to go see it. Um, That's but, exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, but if you're there, if you're in Cabana Bay, sick. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was thinking, like, actually getting to meet Jack at the end would have changed the entire game. Uh, but yep. there would have been like a hour plus waits for it, and we walked right into it. So. Um, right. Yeah. No. There's no way that poor girl was already like. Yeah, that's like what I have going through it. What I have liked to see, though, uh, and also in Cabana Bay, there was the Horror Icons Bar, uh, which had uh, this cool uh, little showcase of different icon costumes of past years. Uh, were a couple on display. Uh, it was very nicely themed. Uh, that seems to be where, if you are going just for Halloween Horror Nights, stay at Cabana Bay because uh, there's some yeah. extra stuff there for you. Um, so moving on to the event in general, despite the crowds, event was a huge hit for me this year. I enjoyed this even more than when I went in 2018. Um, like we said before, the icon was Jack the Clown and the theme or like the the, the like idea of the event was 30 years, 30 fears. Tagline was uh, never go alone. Uh, and it did a great job of paying homage. Never go alone. Never go alone. Uh, it did a great job of paying homage to... Halloween Horror Nights uh, years past, and it's kind of like a celebration of Halloween Horror Nights being back after being gone for a year. I did think it relied sometimes too heavily on paying homage to Halloween Horror Nights of the past. Uh, We'll get into that a little bit more as we talk about it. Um, But there were 10 houses, five scare zones, and two shows. We experienced eight houses, all five scare zones, and one of the shows, like one point two of the shows. We saw a little bit of Carnage Factory. Right. Yeah, one show and one back of the show. Yeah. Kind of um, the butt of the show. 
And we actually knocked five houses out. The event started at six. We knocked five houses out before seven o'clock by doing Stay and Scream in the New York area. So since the event is almost over, I'm not giving away too many good secrets about it. Here's a pro tip. If you're trying to do New York Stay and Scream and you want to eat at Finnegan's, get there by like 345, eat. Yes. You'll get your wristband in Finnegan's so that way you don't have to wait to get into the Stay and Scream. Uh, they'll just give you a wristband in there and then hang out yes. once you're done eating hang out in the stay and scream on the street in between Transformers and the food stands like where the biggest bar is that's where they let you out into Bride of Frankenstein do Bride of Frankenstein hit Halloween Horror Nights icons and Tooth Fairy if you want to and then power walk to the back of the park that's how we got five yes. houses done in an hour <laughs> it was insane how we got those done they also handed out the drink uh, wristbands there mm-hmm. as well so that you don't get stopped by random uh, undercover police officers throughout yeah. the park throughout the night, which yeah. was happening to people. Uh, shout out to the lovely people that we met online uh, for, for Brian yeah. Ferguson, though. We didn't catch their names, but they're really nice. If you're out there, you were hey, lovely. Out there. Um, so I want to let's start by talking about the houses since they're the biggest part. And okay. we're going to share our, our rankings of the houses at the end of talking about each house. Um, and I'm going to start with the two that we didn't go to just to get them out of the way because we missed Mm -hmm. Hill House and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I know like Hill House was like the headliner house. Um, but But because of that, it was the fact that neither of us have watched the a crazy wait all night. Um, and like very heavy. We went on Saturday night, which is probably the worst night we could have gone. Like the Rip Ride Rocket, the ride had a 110 minute wait. During the, which is like unheard, like nobody goes on the rides during Halloween Horror yeah. Nights. Um, so we missed out on Hill House and Texas Chainsaw, uh, but Kayla went into both and she shared her thoughts. Uh, she said that Hill House was a really great homage to the show, if you are a fan. She said she didn't find it very scary, which is interesting because I had heard from other people hmm. that it was one of the scarier houses. Um, but she said it would probably left those unfamiliar, confused about the story, because unlike Stranger Things, where it kind of was simpler and spelled it out for you, I think right. this house probably assumed that you were already familiar with Hill House. Um, so you might have been a little confused when you walked in. And uh, Texas Chainsaw was very scary, uh, very well done, very cohesive, and like stepping right onto the film. Uh, I'm kind of bummed that I missed Texas Chainsaw, less so about Hill House, because I'm not a huge fan of the show. But in general, if I was going to miss two, I'm okay that it's these big IP names, especially since we got all yeah. the OG concept houses done. Um, yeah, I'm okay with missing Hill House. I wish I could have done Texas Chainsaw, but y'all at like 1245, my dogs were barking. <laughs> Listen, and nobody the had left barking, the park. The goats were bleating. We were like, after midnight, people are going to leave and there's going to be no wait for the houses. Incorrect. Everyone was still there. Incorrect. We also ran into a, uh, a Devin deals with... Uh, with sensory overload uh, adventure, where I went on an adventure throughout the entire park searching for earplugs, which they do not provide to you. Bring your own earplugs. Yeah, do you uh, bring your own earplugs? They usually have them for sale if you need them, but apparently, yeah. if you're going within the next two weeks, there was apparently like a shortage. They couldn't get more. So if you're going and you want earplugs, please bring your own. It was um, a rigmarole to do it. However, that does mean that our night was very neatly split up into <laughs> half of the houses, Devin's fun earplug adventure. And then the other two houses, or yeah. the other three houses that we hit. Um, so, well, let's talk about the other houses that we hit in or in the order that we did them. Uh, so the first one we hit right after the Saiyan's Cream was Bride of Frankenstein Lives. Uh, this yes. house was camp. I loved this house. But I knew I was going to love was this the, house. Yeah, this this was the perfect starter. Mm-hmm. It like, wasn't too scary. It, it eased you into it. Right, and it was camp. Like, if you wanted it to be a a not as scary you wanted it to be a fun experience a camp experience this had it for you the from like the theming and the concept but also all the actors were having fun yeah in in a way that was the vibes full horror the vibes not just in this house but at this full event were really good it's like it really felt like every single team member and scare actor was so happy and excited to be there and that really like yeah the the vibes the vibes were immaculate (laughs) um yeah, I wouldn't call Brian Frankenstein super scary, but the story was really clear. And for like, for the, because this is kind of like a half IP, half original concept, because it's like, it's the, it's a IP, it's Brian Frankenstein, but it's a new story. Um, and, yeah. so, and it's kind of hard to tell the story. This is how you do IP. Yeah, it's hard to tell the story in houses sometimes just because of, you know, 
lighting and and sound and like it's it's hard to get all like the nuances and the the beats of a story yeah. when you're especially if you're walking through and like plugging your ears or closing your eyes or afraid you're gonna get scared yeah. but Brian Frankenstein did a really good job of making the story very clear I knew exactly what was going on at all moments um yeah the the scene at the end the finale where the bride brings him back to life was awesome we all cheered for her the, as he walked by yeah the like so Ezra's complaint about the event is that like you don't have the chance to be, because these things have thousands and thousands and thousands of people mm-hmm. there's no room for if you're somebody who wants to take the haunted house more slowly that's not really an option you're you know you're briskly walking through getting yeah. spooked and scared around every corner and it's a totally understandable thing that being said houses like Frank and Bride of Frankenstein like did the thing where even walking fast, you were like, yes, yes, moments, moments, moments. I got that. Yes. And if this is the year to go, if you're not in it for the for the jump scares and anytime you get too spooked, you just start cheering for all the scare <laughs> actors because they love it. Yeah, um, that's the thing, too. Like we we just wanted to throw love at every single character that we passed. Um, I put Bride of Frankenstein as number four on my list. Uh, I adored it. I'm surprised it was, I'm pleasantly surprised it was my number one because I anticipated it being my favorite yeah. house. But that just means that like there are so many more houses that surprised me even more. Yeah, this one is tied for my fourth place. Spot. Okay, interesting. Uh, we were also like the fourth people in this house, which really rocked. Yeah. Uh, we kind of got to start off their night too, which is exciting. Uh, the next thing we went to, as soon as we got a Bride of Frankenstein, we immediately booked it over to Halloween Horror Nights Icons Captured. Uh, and Duh. this house, it, like, it's weird to say that this house, like, warmed my heart, but that's how I felt. <laughs> I was, like, comforted inside no, Halloween Horror I, Nights Icons. Adam and listening audience, we have to understand that this represents such a neat thing for this podcast specifically of, like, I freaking four years ago now, mm-hmm. three years ago. We talked about you. You trapped me in a co- in a LaGuardia co-op room <laughs> and talked to me about Halloween Horror Nights, and I knew nothing about the event. I learned about all these stupid little characters that they <laughs> created, and then this year, this house happened, and so I was like, I remember that guy. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, I remember that guy. It was it was a heartwarming experience. Yeah, I I loved. It was so exciting to see all the icons together, and it felt like you really got to see them and have like almost a moment with them, just yes. the way the scares were designed. Like I made eye contact with every single one of the icons. I cheered for them. I like I yep. had an, an almost extended interaction with the caretaker caretaker while we were walking through. He was great. Caretaker has like it's also because he's like he's kind of in the round like he oh, has yeah. like three different scare windows that are very obvious and so you get to like follow him through and it's so nice also the plexiglass is great guys like i know people were like oh it guys, gives away the scare it doesn't i still i looked directly in the plexiglass seven times went there's a guy in there and the guy went whoa and i still screamed <laughs> Do you know, ah. yeah. yeah i i agree it also um ezra brought this up as well it brings a level of when the scare happens, the plexiglass is there, but your brain forgets about it for a millisecond, yeah. gets super spooked. You still have that moment, and then you go, right, plexiglass. Yeah. It's, it's a, I loved it. I thought it was perfect. I like, yeah, I, I, I did not mind the plexiglass at all. Um, it also reminded me of really how close scare actors get to you on usual years. Because even yes. at, like the plexiglass is like inches from you. Because I remember walking yeah. through the Lady Luck part of this house and trying to look for where she's going to pop out. And I was like, it's so tight. Where could she be hiding? And then she popped out. Yeah. scared me. And then she still popped out. She yeah. still did it. Um, everybody was there. Everyone did their iconic kills. We got to see the director toss that toaster in the bathtub. Uh, we got yes. to see the usher beat somebody with a flashlight and we cheered him on real hard. <laughs> The usher had his own room. There, there yeah, are they all have their pods. own room. Well, but they there are these pods that like uh, you actually walk out into a more open room than usual, mm-hmm. and usually there's an attendant there, and that's that's like a little atmosphere moment where there's like a set. Yeah, or something. it's like the in between the were, transition into the next scene. There were two times during the night that. A scare actor was in one of those spaces. The first one was the usher, because where he was beating the guy with the flashlight, and it was incredible, and we loved it. And we got to like turn around, walk backwards out of the room, and be like, "Yeah, we love you so much." <laughs> There's a second one, and it happened in Beetlejuice. <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll get into that one. Was funny. Um, 
it, it really felt like a love letter to Halloween Horror Nights and a celebration of the icons and a celebration of the people and was one of my favorite just experiences of the night and of the whole trip. We got Jack on the throne at the end, which is really exciting. Yes. We also we started bowing to him when we came inside. And he the loved program. it. And then, it yeah, and he hit his trigger and the fog went off and we were like, yeah. Um, I would have loved to walk through a second time to see a different person up there. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of houses that I would want to go through a second time, but crowds were insane in my heart the storyteller one (laughs) i would have loved to see the storyteller up there the only icon that i missed was chance but that was because i was looking in the wrong direction in whatever room she was in i saw chance twice somehow yeah i missed her i missed her both times which uh bums me out because i love chance um this was initially my number one but after some reconsidering on the plane uh this got moved to my number two (laughs) only by a hair very interesting very interesting i actually have it tied with bride as fourth interesting Uh, okay okay like i yeah, we'll talk about it because I fell in love with with two of these houses. Yeah, I so much. I can I can see how people would like without like an emotional connection to Halloween Horror Nights or even people who aren't familiar right. with the event would be like, what's going on in this house? And that's uh, even more so the case with Scary, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, oh, actually, no, we'll talk about it next because it was the next house we went to. Yeah. Because after this, we said goodbye, front of the park. Here come the six o'clock crowds. We're going to the back of the park. Yep. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> My thing is that I didn't. I loved icons. Mm-hmm. It hit me very hard. It's just like my entire top five, technically, because the tie for fourth means that there's five in the top four, technically. Mm-hmm. I just loved so much. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It, All the, it's so not good. there's not big spaces in between the rankings in this list. Right. And honestly, mine most was a of them fight for third. Yeah, like I had a fight for third place. Um, the next house that we went to is we went into Welcome to Scary Horror in the Heartland. Uh, I want to preface this by saying that I was really excited for this house, and I think we got kind of a weird walkthrough because it was still daylight when we went inside, so yes. our eyes didn't have time to adjust, and I could not <clears throat> I could not see a damn thing in this house. I, I was I was anything. walking in the front, because so I walked in the front of all these groups because uh, I'm a brave boy, um, but I, I was yep. walking out with both of my hands out uh, in front of me to make sure it didn't hit anything. Yep. And every time I saw a house at Tended, I was like, which way do we go? <laughs> I can't see. I really loved uh, being the caboose in the train. The caboose uh, is fun. Like I, I still got scared a lot. Like, I oh, still yeah. got those jumps. But I also got to, I got to have the, Adam has a TikTok on his popular TikTok account, um, where he's offered Pennsylvania Renaissance Fair tickets, and then he has he goes wee and goes off the thing, and Adam though that was not his voice on TikTok, mm-hmm. he basically did that anytime he got scared, <laughs> where he got scared and then got very happy about the fact that he got scared and like and like wiggled away. Do a little dance. Um, yeah, I kind of trot away from each scare because I get excited because like I like when I get scared because I'm like, oh, good job, that was a good one, nice. <laughs> yeah, 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 high five. Yeah. Um. Uh, unfortunately, I was not super impressed by Scary, and I think I really would have loved to walk through this again. I think because of the speed at which we were walking through the house, which we did, honestly, our fault, we didn't need to be going through it this fast. We were pretty much the only ones in there because we were there early in the night. Yeah. Um, but we were walking through it quickly, and I couldn't figure out exactly which lore points we were hitting on in Carrie, and I felt confused as to where we were. Um, and I definitely think that people with no idea of Halloween Horror Nights lore would have absolutely no idea what's going on in this house. Like, even if you know the icons, you really have to right. be familiar with Carrie lore to know where you are. Um, uh, we did go through two things I was really excited about. One was the Meats Butcher Shop, and we saw Meaty Meats, which I was really excited about. Oh, my about. God. Meaty Meats. Um, I, like, there were times when I was, like, struggling and, like, I was upset with myself that I didn't re-listen to the first episode to, like, reacquaint myself with everything going on. When we walked into Meat's Butcher Shop, I was like, I know him. <laughs> I know him. I remember him. him. I know him. Um, and the other one was we got to go through the HR Blood and Guts Holidays of Horror uh, room, which was one of my favorite, like, past houses that I wish I, I always wish I could walk through. Um, but, again, we got a weird walkthrough because we didn't get an HR Blood and Guts pop-up in here. Um, but we did also yeah. see Cindy. Which was great. I was really excited yes. that we saw Cindy uh, and the caretaker again, which is cool. We got to see, I see him in two houses. Um, this house did give me my two biggest scares of the night, though. The very beginning yes. and the very end. Uh, first, we were like, bare, we weren't even inside the house yet. Like, we were just passing through the facade. And then Meeting Meets popped up with a chainsaw behind a wall and got us real yep. good. 
Got um, real, real good. That then, guy was excited. And then, oh yeah, he was excited though. He got us too. And then on yeah. our way out, we got to, so every house ends in these double black curtains to cover up backstage. And when you see those curtains on either yes. side, you're like, okay, end of house. I am safe. No, 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 no. House is done. There's your first mistake. House is done now. <laughs> because we were like, ha ha ha, that was great. And then from the left, a man with a chainsaw. I didn't even see who he was because I I think I ran. Yeah, I don't he, know who he was. Because he just popped right out and got us so good. That was my biggest scare of the night. That was great. Yeah, he chased us out of the house. Yeah, to be even clear. security he chased was, us out. Even security was laughing at us at the end of the house. Like that yeah. was a good scare. Good job, dude. Um, yeah, I I agree with your things. Like I liked getting to experience. I thought the the atmosphere and the and the like the bits that I could see with my with my good eyes mm-hmm. uh, that couldn't see anything. I was really, really impressed. I really enjoyed all of the, the I almost said facades, all the tableaus and mm-hmm. the scares. I thought they were really, really good. I I agree. I wish I could have gone through it slower, and I wish I had a bit more knowledge of the carry, mm-hmm. scary lore. But as somebody with a passing understanding, I thought it was really effective. Yeah. Uh, it just felt a little bit jumbled. Anyway. Yeah, it just felt a little bit jumbled to me. That's why it was my number eight, but I still loved it and wish we could okay. walk through again. Um, yeah, mine, I had... Uh, scary at technically number six okay. behind icons and bride gotcha um next house we went through was wicked growth realm of the pumpkin and y'all this house everyone was telling Guys. me that this was the best house of the night and I, at first i like kind of didn't believe them and then also i really didn't know what exactly would make it the best house of the night but man this was a good house i we have talked, I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the first episode of the podcast when we talked about Seeds of whatever. Uh, seeds, seeds of, of Extinction. Extinction. Seeds of Extinction. That plants are the scariest things ever. Mm-hmm. Like they're just scary. Fallout New Vegas has the plant, the vault that's taken over by plants. It's scary. Plants Plants are scary. Every y'all. time they, Halloween Horror Nights is a plant house, they knock it out of the park. <laughs> and uh, how could they not? It's, it's, if you have seen, uh, uh, over the garden wall, mm-hmm. Pottsfield, uh, the the village made of people and pumpkins. It, I, I went into it being like, ah, oh, it's gonna be like scary Pottsfield. Ha ha ha! I made a good meme. It was, it was scary Pottsfield and amazing. Yeah, it's this, so good. this was both the scariest and most well done house of the night. The facade right. was awesome. You walk through this like garden trellis full of like pumpkins. Uh, the scares were amazing in here, and we had a really good walkthrough uh, where I was yeah. getting it the from scares, all ends constantly. Right, and this the the thing that's so amazing about this house is that the scares were never so intense that I checked out of the immersion of the thing. It mm-hmm. was like, because there were some scares later in different houses that, like, when I got scared by them, I was like, ooh, okay, okay, we're like, let's walk, let's mm-hmm. let's go. I'm going to be back on for the next tableau, but like for right now, I'm I'm scared up. Yeah. I'm all scared up here, folks. Thank, Thank you, you. I'm good. <laughs> this this one hit the exact right point where I was like, holy shit, that scared me so much, and I'm so ready to yeah. see more. Give I pull, me more of the pumpkin. I pulled my shoulder in this house. Uh, <laughs> I was I was holding Kayla's hand behind me, and we had to walk in single file this house because it was one of the narrow yes. ones. So I was holding Kayla's hand behind me, and there was a window scare, which the window scares are always good ones because they feel like they're gonna snatch you up. Um, but because it yeah. was a window scare, and he was at like my head level, I ducked, and my head went back, and Kayla was still holding my hand, and <laughs> I really pulled my shoulder just, good. Yep, and I, I out loud went, "Ow!" We we realized how old we were on this yeah. trip. In many um, ways. And also at the beginning of the house, it smelled like raw pumpkin. And then it started to smell like pumpkin pie as you went through more. It was so cool. Um, and it was gross without being gory, which is really interesting. This was not a bloody is, house. It was the perfect level of gross. Where yeah. like the gross, it was not attempting to gross you out. It was using the gross to enhance the spook. Yeah. The more I thought about this house, it became my number one. Because I like, I adored Icon yeah. so much and I had such a good time of it. But I think when you factor in just like execution and how scary it was like this edges out to number one by a hair uh it was so good it's my number one by by i was about to say a country mile but not quite like a quarter of a country mile okay (laughs) got it um so by about like 1200 feet yeah so the next thing we uh we we since scary uh uh and pumpkins and the next one uh, are all right next to each other we went bam 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 uh because the next house we went into is puppet theater captive audience 
Um, and I was yes. really excited about this house and its concept. And we also got a hot tip from our friend in the Bright Funny Sideline that this house was very scary. Um, yes. And I think this is another one. We got a slightly strange walkthrough of it because we walked into it right after a cast switch. And when the cast switch happens, sometimes it takes a few minutes the actors to get to their boo holes and stuff. Um, yeah. So we were missing some of the scare. So I wish we had gotten to get through it again. Uh, like there was a stretch in the middle where I didn't have anybody pop out at me. Um, but I love yeah, the concept and, of this house so much. Right. I had trouble where I lost the plot on the on the concept because of the lack of scares. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that said, the like the vibes of this house, it's yeah. I don't want to say immaculate because it was scary. Yeah. It was, bad, it was it was bad vibes in a good way. Yeah. Um this I was got I bad think- vibes. I think this house would have been very scary if we had had more of of this characters. Um, but what I got to see of this characters, I loved. Uh, I loved the Hamlet dude in the box with the heads. That was my favorite room in the house. Uh, yeah, he was awesome. Oh yeah, uh, I loved I the, the ballerinas. Costume room. I loved the costume. I like the backstage costume room. Yeah, I always love. I always love the sensory. Uh, parts of the house, like when they have stuff hanging, so you like bump into it and you feel it in the sides of your face and stuff. Yeah, I don't like that part, but that part is mostly because of pandemic things. I'm yeah, like, wow, yeah, yeah. gross. <laughs> this thing has touched so many faces, Yuck. but that's understandable. Yeah. Um, there was also a little gnome puppet in this house that I really loved. Like, most sometimes, even in the scary houses, sometimes I throw like one funny jump scare in there. And this yeah. was the gnome where it was a mask that had two little puppet feet that the actor could put his two, like, fingers in and make it was like a big head with a little feet and he made yep. a dance so the, the flash and the sound of the scream went off but it was just his little gnome dancing in the little yeah. box it was great so uh, stupid so good um it also smelled like popcorn in this house at some point which is cool i love when they use smells smells are fun yeah the smells are really cool um again i really 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 love the concept of this house and the design it was a gorgeous house the facade was beautiful everything about it was beautiful we were just missing some of this characters which was uh, why this landed at number five for me okay it's my number seven okay cool 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 uh next thing this uh was the intermittent period when we went on an uh, earplug adventure and we also saw yep holly nightmare fuel we'll talk about that later um by the time we got to the houses again we Decided to stick it out and wait for Beetlejuice, and I am so glad that we did and didn't save it for later because this house yeah. was a blast. This, I, this house, this uh, to spoil it, this house is my number three, but like mm-hmm. it's also it my was, number three. It was so like it was so much fun. Like it was just it was so it was, fun. It was, a, it was a just a romp. I had start a to ball finish. in this house. Yeah, yeah, I totally lived up to the hype. Uh, and, like, there were a few good scares. Like, they got me good a couple times, but it was mostly laughs and going, like, whoa, it's so cool. Um, yeah. Also, because I love the movie. It started off in one of those, like, warp tunnels, uh, which I almost ate shit in. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think said it was this. a fun way to start it, but. Yeah, it was, it was the kind of, it was, it was right after my earplug journey. So I had made the decision, like, okay. I'm going to have my ha- my fingers in my ears. This is going to be a sensory experience. But that's part of, like, why I I have found that I do like uh, haunted house experiences because I can choose – you can choose to buy in or not buy in, mm-hmm. and it still, like, works for you. Uh, and in that tunnel, it was the perfect encapsulation because I would look – I would walk up like you're supposed to, get, get woozy, and then look back down at the ground <laughs> and be like – Oh, that was fun. I like getting woozy. Okay, let's do it again. Yeah. It was a great way to start off the house. Um, All the Beetlejuices in this house were awesome. They were living for every single moment, Uh, especially the one in Dante's Inferno. We had a nice little interaction with him where we we cheered him on to flash us, and then he flashed us, and then we cheered even more. (laughs) Yeah, that was when when we were just in a room, and I was expecting a facade, Mm -hmm. and then there was a Beetlejuice covered in horns. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, ah, yes, good, okay. Uh, And then he pretended to flash us, and we all went, yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, This is a house for everybody. Uh, even yeah. folks who don't like getting scared could have done this one. And this had is a great the people's time. house. This is the people's house. Barbara got me good several the, times. Barbara, uh, Barbara got me good a lot. Barbara, um, good job, Barbara. And the fact that this house wasn't very scary would have knocked would have normally knocked it down a few pegs for me, but it was just so good that it's my number three. Um, yeah, 
And this is another one I would have loved to walk through again just because I loved it so much. And we had a couple elements missing. One is that the sandworm wasn't running, which the bummed sandworm. me out because I wanted to see the sandworm. And then the yeah. talking Beetlejuice at the beginning was switching out, so we didn't get to hear too much yeah, from him. Yeah, but he, yeah. Um, yeah, he he still got he still got a few things in. I oh I do need to talk about Wicked Growth. Oh yeah, the yeah. like large scale animatronics or big props kept blowing my mind. The sandworm, even though it wasn't working, I was like, whoa, that's so freaking cool. And in Wicked Growth, there was that giant pumpkin at the end. The pumpkin lord, was, like, he was great. The pumpkin lord, I those things are insane. We There's bowed one to him as well. It's like the whole yeah, <laughs> um, so good. I love you, Sandworm. Sad you weren't there, but I still loved you, even though I just saw you up in the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up, we went over to Revenge of the Tooth Fairy, uh, which wasn't very high on my list of priorities, but I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Uh, we had a very good walkthrough of this house. A lot of scares. We pre- we hit pretty much every boo hole in this house, which was great. Yes. Um, this house was very immersive. Uh, and the way that they went about telling the story through the narration stuff was really cool. The sets were very immersive. Um, yeah. The, the facade- storyline was incredibly clear. Yeah. The facade That's was like awesome. My- like yes. the paper the was like, whole- like moving and stuff. Yeah, the like that we're telling a storybook story was was very very good. Yeah, I loved that it was such high concept and such a clear concept. It's just that the concept itself wasn't super interesting to me. <laughs> That's exactly where I'm at. I also, you, okay, you have in here how you like, say the next thing that you have. But that all the, the Tooth Fairy characters are just little guys. All the Tooth Fairies yeah, are just little, little guys. guys. And scary That's masks. my thing. And and we'll talk about the the next house, because it's a positive for the next house that I think is a con in this house. Mm-hmm. All those characters kind of looked the same, and it wasn't clear, like... They were all just little guys. Yeah, and it was, was like, a oh. similar scare over and over again. There wasn't a lot of variety in the right. scares. Uh, yeah, but that being said, like I thought it was very good. I also appreciate as somebody who hates uh, anything surrounding teeth. I hate it, mm-hmm. uh, like to a point of un- discomfort. None of these scares were like they're pulling out the teeth. It was all just like it was all just interesting gore around. Around the around the head area. Yeah, same because I don't like teeth stuff e- either. Uh, and this didn't. I was fine in this house. Yeah. Um. Even yeah. though it was still pretty still gnarly. freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Still freaky. Still gnarly. Still like like jaws being completely ripped out. But I was like, that's way cooler. Obviously, this this freaky little goblin guy is going to take the whole jaw. Yeah. Why just take one tooth? Uh. And this this was my number seven, but I did enjoy it more than I thought I would. Mm. Yeah. It is my it is my number eight, mm. but not. It is a. It's a it's a king of I usually say this is a king of piss mountain kind mm-hmm. of situation. It's the opposite. The piss he's is king the, mountain. He's the he's the fool of he's the fool of good mountain. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it's and also finally, my in high school. <laughs> finally, the last house that we made our way through was uh, Case Files Unearthed Legendary Truth, which I loved. This house, I loved. This, this house is so good. This house is great. This house was concept wise incredible. That it like I don't want to be the kind of person who like is like I think they should make a movie out of this because not every good concept needs to be made into something else. Uh, but like this was such a clear concept executed so well mm-hmm. with so much lore behind it that you could glean just from walking through it at a brisk pace, which is like the whole point yeah. of of haunted houses. But it's just it was done so well. And this was one of like the vignette houses uh, where it's like different excerpts of different things that are connected yeah, like kind the, of like how slaughter yeah. cinema in 2018 um yeah, and an those house. yeah those those houses tend to sometimes feel a little jumbled or disjointed case files did not feel like that at all it felt very cohesive um and and i know there was like a mystery to solve and i was supposed to be looking for like totems or whatever i was not I'm very yeah. sorry no it's <laughs> too busy i'm not getting any totems uh i'll go back and watch videos and look for them and try and figure it out uh, I loved how there was a meta theatrical frame of this house. It wasn't just like they could have just yeah. done different like where it started, where it was like a scene from this book, scene from this book, scene from this book. But they added the frame of somebody researching and reading these books that you started in the 90s with a guy reading these books. And then you went inside yeah. the book in the 40s. Um uh, I think that was so great to like tie it all together. Uh, the Kitty Cat Club scene was amazing. That was my favorite scene in the whole house. Oh, my God. Uh, Live singer. Live singing? I didn't even singing. realize she was singing live. Over an entire haunted house. Like, and she was so incredible. Yeah. I, 
And and to the framing, that's what Universal does well. That's mm-hmm. what they do is they put an extra frame around a thing that when you view it through the frame, you're like, oh, wow, this actually elevates the experience. That's the whole thing that Universal does well. So seeing it used in a house was just genius. Yeah. Uh, she was awesome. Uh, and I loved the final scene of this house a lot with the reader, like back in the 90s, like possessed with like light pouring out of him and the big rune thing on it the was floor. So cool. That was really cool. The I don't effect. know why that happened to him because I wasn't paying attention, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it looked really great. Um, yeah, I just everything about the the animatronic that all or the puppet that all call out here is just a big devil. The face big, and the kid at cat was, club. Yeah. Which was just fully a, like, 40s, like, cartoon, like, kind of uh, Cuphead-esque dragon, uh, mm-hmm. d- dragon, devil. It, but it was so effective. Like, yeah. it was just, you were going, oh, my God, that's so freaking cool. But it was not detracting from the immersion of the experience. It was, just, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, this ended up at number six on my list. But honestly, I don't know quite why, because five and Five through seven, I think, can all get switched around depending yeah. on my mood. Um, it's not like there was really nothing I disliked about this house. It's just that other houses like edged them out. Um, That's yeah. It, I could have definitely switched this one in puppet theater around as well because I really like this one. Uh, yeah, it was my number two. I fell in love with Wicked Growth and Case Files. I just they're so good. Yeah, they're uh, the f- yeah. Those so are all good. the houses we made it through. So now I want to talk about the scare zones. Um, yes, I don't have a. I can come up with an arbitrary ranking for these scare zones. Um, Honestly, I think the order that I wrote them in is probably the order that I would rank them. Uh, starting with Crypt okay. TV, which was my favorite scare zone of the night. It should have been That's way fair. bigger than it was. It was so That's small. That's my problem. It was so tiny, yeah. which was disappointing to me. Uh, uh, and also because it's sort of, um, I think because the area it was occupying, it, it was really tiny. There were not a lot of characters walking around. Most of them were on those raised stages, which kind of meant Universal kind of made put themselves in a pickle because that made it into kind of a photo op thing. So it bottlenecked all the time right. as people were stopping for photos. Uh, but we saw the birch. Yeah. We saw the Mordeo. We saw Sunny Family Cult. We saw the Luxie. It was so cool. We got a picture with the birch. At first, when we saw the birch, we were like, uh, she probably doesn't want to take pictures. Yeah. But then when we walked by the next time, they, she was taking pictures with some of her children, and I was like, of course she's going to take pictures. She's going to put her her arms around us like she does in the videos, and yeah. it's going to be so good. And we got a picture with the birch, and I love her so much. Yeah, she was great. She was uh, so cool. Um, we had some an awesome experiences with the look-see, too, every time that we saw him. Yes. Yes. The look-see, if you were, if you were the look-see <laughs> Saturday night, and you performed, performed for a gaggle us. of gays. Thank you. Uh, of... Gouging out the eyeballs. We love yeah. you. Send send us a t- send us a tweet. Thank you. That we was my so favorite. Much. We'll have you on the thing we'll that happened the in the scare zone all night. That was so much fun. You'll see it in the video when that video comes out. Uh, only complaint: too small, too small, way too, too small. small. Give Should us have more. Been much bigger. Uh, but all the characters in here were having a ball, which is great. Because like, absolutely, I felt like that's probably the scare. And what maybe a little bit sad is that I was like. All these people are stopping for like photo ops in here, and there's a good chance that a large majority of these people have not seen a Crypt TV short before and are just like, right. oh, scary monster. Oh, another scary monster. Um, so I hope that all the scary, despite that, the characters look like they were having a ball, and I hope that they got recognized for, for their what they are because um, they were great. Uh, I loved Crypt TV. Um, the next, which I think my second favorite, was Lights, Camera, Action, Eddie's Revenge. Uh, Eddie, Eddie was there. Eddie was there. Eddie, my good boy. I was so happy I, to see Eddie. It was that this one was really cool. I I don't think it was my like I wouldn't put it second personally, but like the I thought that the actors in this zone were having the most fun. They were having a blast in this scare zone. Like the the hard part of this one is it's similar to icons or or scary where if you don't know the history, you're just not going to mm-hmm. get a lot of them. But the strength was all the people in the suits knew exactly who they were. Yeah. And they were owning it. This one also had a metheatrical frame, though, because the whole idea is that, like, Eddie was shooting these these movies and each one of these different scare yes. zones represented, like, a different movie. Uh, I thought it did a great job paying homage to the scare zones of the past as well as 
utilizing Eddie in a really good way and the Chainsaw yes. Gang, who there was not a Chainsaw Gang in Springfield this year where they usually are. My guess is that with both this scare zone and a Texas Chainsaw House, they just didn't have any more people to train with chainsaws. That's fair. Which, by the way, if you don't like chainsaws, this is a scare zone to avoid. Um, yeah, do not go in this. Because uh, this is the chainsaw one. If you tend, if you avoid Springfield, usually Springfield is fine this year, but this is the chainsaw one. Um, I just kept pointing to different characters going like, oh, that was from that scare zone. And hey, that was from that scare zone. And oh, I remember that one. That's from that scare zone. It was great. Everybody in here was having fun. Uh, we didn't catch Jack in the scare zone, which is a bummer because I really, I wanted to... Uh, catch him because this is where he does kind of his talking and his heckling of the audience uh, and he likes to stand up there with his brother Eddie um, so I wish you could have seen him but uh, I really enjoyed the scare zone walked through it a couple times I love that clown who had the horn and was just honking it wasn't doing any oh my god <laughs> his only scare was honking the horn <laughs> and it he was walked a- by us and spooked us and then his horn honked and we just started <laughs> burst out laughing um the next one was Gorewood Forest uh, which oh was Tara Krutis. Tara Krutis was there. I'm so upset that she is not an icon. She needs to have her time in the sun. We saw her. I got some B-roll of her fully just playing performing. for the camera. Great. Performing. It was, the only thing about this one is I also think it was a bit small. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's hard to do a, a forest-themed thing in a place where there's only really one treed walkway Yeah. Uh, in the park. But they did so well. They had this uh all of these little hidey holes for the yeah this scare zone had triggered scares which was awesome yeah and they had like there's little guys in each of them and the little guys were like scyther the pokemon but (laughs) if scyther was made of wood um and one of those so good yeah you usually don't see triggered uh scares in a scare zone which normally i don't get like jump scared in scare zones um but this Gorwood forest got me really good because there was a triggered scare and he came running right out of that hidey hole it got me good yeah and Oh my god. Like so I mean if you don't know Scyther, it's literally like a praying mantis mm-hmm. and the the mantis claws were like pieces of wood so the actors could put the claws in front of them and fully yeah. melt into the into these little hidey holes. Everything was super organic in the scare zone. Like the, the creature design was camouflage, organic, very kind of like nature-y. Um yes. it blended More in plants. really well. Uh again, plants. Uh and yeah, this is a great scare zone. The, the scare zone they put in Central Park is always a really good one. Um, yeah. There have been some great scares in there in years past. Uh, the next one was Seek and Destroy, which was the alien one. We oh had a God. lot of fun in this one. It wasn't my favorite concept, and I also didn't find it super scary, but it was fun to walk through. Yeah, I think Seek and Destroy is my favorite just because I had the most fun in it. Mm-hmm. Like, the the actors in this one, I, it had, like, the highest density of actors. Yeah, there were, it was biggest. And- it was the biggest scare zone besides Haction, maybe. Uh, and it had yeah. the most characters in it. And it was just, uh, so this one was the concept where you're in a future dystopia where it's aliens and they're trying to find the humans. Yeah, because they're killing uh, humans for fuel. And so there are people in these like white outfits with these uh, silver masks and they have flashlights and and sticks that they wave at people. Yeah. And they have like searchlights, uh, especially at night when the fog uh, machines were running. They had searchlights that like cut beams through the fog. Mm-hmm. It was just that was super immersive and fun. But the the concept, the idea of having a concept that allows scare actors to go up and like be checking yeah. people for stuff. It's very stormtroopers and galaxy. That's exactly what I was for, thinking of. A way scarier version of that. Yeah, it allows for a really concise, creepy, scary interaction that doesn't need to last very long that you get the second it happens and it can end right there and you're still satisfied it was just such a cool zone and the people there were having so much fun yeah i had a ton of fun i'm sorry <laughs> to whoever i walked up to i goofed in this one a lot ezra also goofed in this zone a lot because ezra was wearing a little plant sprout hat mm-hmm. and so he he just acted like a pikmin and hoped that they wouldn't <laughs> think that he's a human uh, I kept saying that I was a totally normal alien who drank space diet Pepsi and ate worms. <laughs> uh, and I also, when one guy was walking up to me, said, no, please, uh, please don't scare me. You're so sexy. Ah, ha, ha. I'm so sorry to you specifically. Uh, it was not appropriate. And I, I'd like to apologize and be uncanceled now. I can't take you anywhere. Um, I also wish we could have caught the little stage show on this one, but I never yes. caught it, but that's okay. Um, but we did see Cyber Cyber Kruntis, who is yeah. Tara Kruntis and the Birch's uh, third wife. Yeah. 
because uh, they're in a little throuple. Um, and then finally, uh, the last scare zone, which is actually the one at the entrance, the entrance scare zone was 30 Years, 30 Fears. I wasn't a huge fan of this one. I just really didn't know what it was supposed to be. And I was informed by a friend of mine who uh, is a character that it was uh, supposed to be a tribute to former front of the park scare zones, which I don't think was necessary because like Lights, Camera, Action was already paying tribute to the other scare zones and like, yeah, it's too specific. Yeah, and like I think it's just they were like we got to put something here. Uh, we got all these costumes laying around, just throw them out. Um, Jack and Chance yeah. should have been in this scare zone. It would have made way more sense. Right, if they had the entrance zone be thirty years, setting the tone for thirty years, thirty fears, and it was Jack and Chance being like, ah ha ha ha, welcome to our scare zone. We've yeah. got all the icons, and the, like you didn't need to have any of the icons other than Jack and Chance, but you definitely needed them. The pumpkin guy, though, the Cybertronic pumpkin man. He was great. Shout out to that him. guy. We loved him. Loved him. Um, and the people performing, like, they there were very high race stages, and mm-hmm. there were people performing up there. They were all really incredible if you stopped and watched them. Yeah. But scare zones aren't exactly for you to stop and watch. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't huge on this one. It was It was fun to walk through. The music was great, uh, and the pumpkin guy was awesome. But, yeah, I think Jack and Chan yeah. should have been in the scare zone. Or, like... Every yeah. icon uh, has had their little, like, minions, sort of. So that could have just been filled with them, too. Uh, I digress. Uh, that was all the scare zones. Uh, I yeah, wanted- now let's talk about the show, the fountain, the amazing, incredible fountain show that we saw <laughs> all of. All of, all minute and a half of as we walked past it. Yeah. We just didn't have time to yeah, stop and it. watch the lagoon show. Back. We saw it from the back. Yeah. It was a lagoon show. I'm sure it was great. Uh, but... What so let's talk about the actual show that you need to go see every single person. This is worth admission. Halloween you don't need Ni- to go to any of the haunted ha- houses. Like, without exaggeration, Halloween Nightmare Fuel was better than literally all the houses. And it's not because the houses were bad. The houses were all amazing. This show was unlike anything I have ever seen in a theme park before. I've never seen anywhere before. It, it was insane. It was insane. Like, How much money does that show cost? With just I insurance. I fell in love with like, I fell in love with Wicked Growth. Let me be clear. Yeah. I am now a fan of haunted houses because of this event specifically. All eight houses that we went into were incredible. Yeah. The caliber of of design, of performance, of atmosphere was incredible. That said, fuck all those haunted <laughs> houses. You don't need them. Just have Halloween Nightmare Fuel. Have 20 shows a day. Have it year-round. Year-round. Close down Universal. You don't need it. It was amazing. Do not skip this show. We couldn't film during the show. Um, but I'm sure if you're on Halloween Horror Nights TikTok, you've seen all of it. Yeah. Um, do not skip this show. It is it's aerial performances. It is so much fire. Pyro, magic, dancing. People are naked. It's, it was amazing. A big buff man getting chained up. Yeah. It was amazing. Uh, it was so good. You have to get there early. Yes. Everybody, people were so excited. We were barely, we, were we barely in. made it 15 minutes before the show. So if you want to see it, get, we went to the 930. Uh, if you want to see it, get there early. Um, oh my God, it was so good. Yeah, it was excellent. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous how good that show was. Um, it kicked Academy of Villains, but uh, I still miss Bill and Ted. But if that's what our Bill and Ted replacement is yeah. going to be, I am cool with that. Um, yeah, Bill and Ted couldn't do that. Yeah, it almost filled the Carnival of Carnage hole in my heart. I still wish there was a Carnival of Carnage, um, yeah. but that's okay because Halloween Night Mary Fuel was amazing. Um, there was a really nice variety of food offerings at the event. We didn't eat a ton. I got a Twisted Tater because, of course, I did, but I saw yeah. that. I wish I could have tried that Chance PB&J that everybody was talking about. Um, oh, yeah, the deep fried one. Yeah, uh, but th- there seemed to be a really nice variety of food at the event this year, and there were a lot of places to get it, which was nice. Um, I wish there were more cocktail offerings because there was only the two, and you couldn't get it in the Twisty yeah. Cup, which made me sad. You couldn't get it in the Twisty Cup is my issue with them. The Twisted, the tea one the tea was, was very, good. very good. Yeah, I liked both of them. I, yeah, I liked Gold Juice. My, my thing about them is that they weren't different enough to justify putting them in a Twisty thing, mm. and they knew that. Well, because they were both rum-based, right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. if they were doing the twisty thing, that's usually like one is like a vodka cocktail and the other one's a rum cocktail or one's tequila and one's yeah. whatever. Which, um, hey, do that. Yeah. Um, but that then you really only need to buy one and you are you are good for the night <laughs> after drinking oh, that. Oh, let's be clear. Lucas, avert your ears. We were good. Yeah, we were the good. Night. <laughs> Don't worry. We were good. Um, and there was a lot of merch this year, which was nice. A lot of variety of merch. Like sometimes Halloween Hornets just releases like the one t-shirt design and it's kind of ugly. But there was a really wide variety yeah. of good merch this year. I got myself a t-shirt. 
Uh, I got a shot glass. Uh, I got the Midnight Syndicate vinyl that I told myself I wasn't going to buy, but then I saw it was a limited press but and there were only a thousand, totally there were only a thousand of them. So I had to buy one. Um, and, uh, like just all together, I had so much fun. This was such a great event this year. Uh, if you haven't gone yet, don't miss it. It's such a welcome return of Halloween Horror Nights after being off for the year. The vibes are really great. Everyone's super excited to be there. Like even you expect with a crowd that heavy that people are going to start to get like pissy especially later on yeah. in the night. And from what I observed, everybody seemed to be having an excellent time despite the crowds. I had a pissier person at the gym I work at today mm-hmm. than I saw in our entire weekend at Universal Studios. It was It's a great vibe. Like, everybody there, like, not just the scare actors like we were talking about, the, the crowds are also, like, ready. Yeah. Like, they're excited. They're chill. I will say... I would say about more than half of them were masked. Yeah. Or like maybe half. Uh, yeah. But if you assume if you assume that uh, a healthy amount of those people are vaccinated and uh and a lot of them are wearing masks, it it did not feel crazy. Yeah, I would highly recommend wearing a mask and going on a weeknight when it's less busy because yes. uh they're besides the plexiglass, there were very limited safety protocols. I wish there was more. Um so if you if that is something you are concerned about, uh, do please wear a mask when you go and go on a less busy night because uh, that'll help you like space out a little bit more, especially in it was mostly in queues and like in houses because they still send you in the, the like conga line. Right. So um, do wear a mask and wear use hand sanitizer, wash your hands uh, and go on a less busy night for for best results. I do wish there were a little more restrictions and it was a little less crowded. Uh, I would have felt a lot Me more comfortable. Well, yes. I, I would have felt a lot more comfortable if guests were also required to wear masks in the house. Um, yes. But I had an amazing, excellent time. I'm so glad that you came with me, Devin, that you also had a good time. Oh, my God. I had such a good time. And Ezra, renowned uh, person who did not want to really go to a theme park. Uh, for understandable reasons, mm-hmm. really enjoyed himself. Yeah. Which is like the highest praise I can give something is that Ezra liked it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, please. It runs through October 31st. I actually think it runs through November 1st or 2nd. Um, go, nice. go, 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 go. Uh, especially nobody's ever there the final night, the night after Halloween. Go then. Uh, so go. Have an awesome time. Uh, Report back to us. I will warn you, at least one of the houses uh, got uh, made uh, sprayed me. With water? Oh, yeah. I got wet in the house. I don't remember which one it was. I don't remember which one it was. It was a wicked growth. I don't know. I got wet in the house. It's a, listen, it's a Rapids Ride style situation. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a gotcha game and you got to check your pulse. Yeah. Um. But yeah, go and please report back to us. Tell us what you thought. We would love to hear it. Absolutely. But I mean, next week back. Well, Back to the old grind. Yeah, it's almost Halloween, baby. You think we're going to stop? Nuh-uh. Beep, beep. Full speed ahead. Uh, Yeah, thank you for listening to this episode of The Great American Scream. If you enjoyed, please leave a rate and review on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. But the best way to spread the word about the show is to tell a friend. Please do that. We had uh, such a great week of downloads uh, just about a week ago, and we still don't know where they're from. So, one, if it was you, let us know. Uh, But, two, those kinds of organic growths are not only... uh, super exciting for us as creators, but they also are exciting for our fellow community members who are excited to engage with other people about the content of this show, which Adam works very hard on and I also do some stuff for. Uh, Adam, can you boot for our social medias? Uh, yes, you can check us out on Facebook at The Great American Scream or more frequently on Twitter and Instagram at Great Scream Pod. All of our live Halloween Horror Nights updates are on Twitter if you want to go check them out. Um, please, if you've been to the event, please tweet at us. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know what your favorite house was here at Scare Zone was. Um, I want to hear all about it, what you thought of Halloween Nightmare Fuel. Uh, you can tweet at us or post using the hashtag TGAS. And remember, as always, if there is something you'd like to hear about in the show, tweet at us, make a post because your suggestion may become a topic for a future episode. Devin, when can, uh, when and where can we expect our little wrap-up video to go? I am hoping to have it out on Friday uh, the 15th. And where can they find um, that? At YouTube.com, if you uh, search the Great American Scream, we are uh, we are the we are we are what shows up. YouTube channel. I think I th- I think it's my YouTube channel, but I don't have enough subscribers for me to have my own URL. Uh, yeah, so just work me, on that. Yeah, you'll see some stuff about the Great American Scream machine, and you'll probably find us, and we'll post links on social yes. so you guys can find exactly. it too. 
Uh, special thank you goes out to Michael Segudo, who does the intro disclaimer, as well as Stevie Viola, who does the intro and outro music. A super, super special thanks also to all of our patrons, especially today, uh, because honestly, you guys are the reason that we could make Halloween Horror Nights work. It is so exciting. Uh, and we hope that we'll be able to continue to do stuff like that. Uh, thanks to your incredible generosity. Specifically, I'd like to thank everybody at our Man in the Fields tier or higher. So thank you to Regina, Ben, Gail, Joyce, Melinda, and Chris. I've been Devin Wright. I've been Adam McConnell. And hopefully you have been spooked. Uh, uh, too dry at, at Disney? Go to Universal. We got the wet for you. <laughs> we got and then we the flames to dry you off. We got the wets. It's all about the wets. The RVs hit me up. <laughs>